Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Pete, so we are going to talk about righteousness and rigidity today. Exciting. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've had a, an, an interesting, maybe I'll share with you guys it's a story. Yeah. So share, share a little story. Yeah. Well, well, no, like first let's you know, talk about oh, you talk first and then, yeah. oh, then you're, okay. So you're going to, okay. So I like that. Little, I said, little maybe te- I'll tell oh, you a maybe. Story. Okay. A little teaser, a little, a little teaser. Personal, All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to start with righteousness because I do think that this gets a little confusing for people because of course sometimes the word righteous is used actually kind of like in religious contexts, right? Like well, and negatively like, too, right? Like isn't it Well, yeah, it can be used, but it can also be used, I would say, positively. Like people say like I live a righteous life, meaning yeah. kind of like a moral like a moral life, right? I think yeah, and then when people usually refer to somebody else as righteous, it's often like this negative connotation. Yeah, which is I think what we're we're gonna more emphasize today yes, <laughs> is the are. negative con- is the negative connotation. But right. I want to I well, so thank you for saying that because that's what I want to be clear is we're not sort of using it in the context that it, that that word is used with, um, with from a often like a religious lens. We're right. we're sort of framing it more again from a, <laughs> a behavioral science shocker. Uh, yeah, shocker uh, view here. So when we're talking about righteousness, we're talking about when we get very very attached to being right, to believing yeah. we're right. right. And I, I always like to start this conversation with patients by saying, I'm going to be really clear. Mm. I love being right. <laughs> <laughs> it feels amazing. Like, do you, I mean, let me ask Pete, do you like to be right? Well, uh, well like, I, think okay. about when you're right. Like, I know I, this is not the answer that I want people to think. The truth is within Zen, uh, there's really this release of of, of any well, sort of yeah uh, yes let's <laughs> so, I'll say, so honestly yeah. I don't care you don't well even though I will say that the definition is the quality of being morally right or justifiable yeah well I'm saying in any moment like in a moment like just as a human right like and I'm not because I'm with you like I yeah. work I mean you know I I'm know a, I know I'm with you like in the in a moment it's like I would say it's like it's designed to feel that way like it well, feels. I, and perhaps it's my like former athleticness. Like I think I've I don't know. Like I've I've won big medals and big awards. Uh-huh. And yes, I, yeah, I yeah. you know I think that's I don't know. Like I I think that there's a, a group of, of people, and th- mm-hmm. you're not one of them by any means. I think what you're saying is yes, we want to feel good. Yeah, we want to. We want in a moment. It's like it feels good. Like think of the thing that you're like passionate about, right? Like yeah. it could be. And it could be, these are things like I always tell people to think about what are the areas like politics are a place people can get righteous. Like it could yeah. be in your family. Like if you think sure. someone should or shouldn't do something, yeah. you know, it could be. But I'm Switzerland in my family. So if you think about my role. You are. That's, actually, that's like, true. Yeah. So like for me, it's actually, I'm helping people on the other sides kind of come together. So, I, you know, again. Well, I, so you've practiced, you're, I think, wired biologically more this way and yes your practice ask the wrong person we should have had someone else on here for that because anyone else would have said yes totally just just you guys watch i'm gonna i'm gonna just get pete i'm just gonna say like "Ah, i found the part where you like being right but let's find it let's find it but but he's he's right you're right Um, (laughs) i don't want to be but so so he's 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 uh he's extremely unusual in this way that it feels it feels good to be right because being right puts us on like in in the imaginary ladder of of human beings that all human beings like to engage in with comparison mode right it feels good to 
be better. I mean, this is why people like on the internet love to like shame people. And- well, and I was thinking the same. I was thinking politicians when you said mm-hmm. that, because I think yeah. that, you know, I, this isn't going to be like a very uh, accepted sort of statement, but I think people who get to the top get there by like walking on people to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so that righteousness is like a feeling that kind of drives that because it does yeah. feel good. And I've certainly had interacted with people, uh, like some of my really good friends that are lawyers, the conversations uh, mm. are often lopsided, you know, where yep. I do a lot of listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. And they're doing a lot. They're doing a lot of talking. They're doing right? a lot of righteousnessing. A lot of, right- <laughs> of righteousnessing. Yeah. 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 Well, because that's like, because it, 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 um, it kind of like feeds on itself, right? So, it does. Because righteousness, when we're focused on being right, which is believing your worldview is correct and yeah. accurate, it it begins to cultivate like a like sometimes like a passion. Yeah, and also this is probably the more important part uh, here is anger, right? Like, and I was like, and anger makes us feel powerful. Yeah, right. Like, and then it sort of then it's like, yeah, I have a right to like shame this person for. I don't know. I'm thinking of I don't know, someone litters in the street or something, yeah, right? Yeah. And like you get to finger wag them. Like it feels good to be the finger wagging. Right? Yeah. The finger wagging, right? Yeah. It- yeah. Well, and as you as a quick Google of it, you'll you'll find a lot of actually like religious doctrine comes up about you know mm-hmm. within the context of like the Bible. I mm-hmm. guess there's a lot a lot of reference to righteousness in there, and so you know I think that that will be we're reiterating that we're not necessarily talking about in that way. We're talking about this idea of this. So maybe what I hear you saying, Nikki, is like a feeling that's a, is it the feeling then rather than the actual the, world? Well, so, well, the righteousness is the, is the belief system, right? right? It's, it's right. the judgment. It's saying like, but something do you think people are like what... more addicted to like the feeling that it creates when you are right? Oh, that's a yeah. very good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that, yeah. that, that reinforces, and now we can bring in the, the rigidity of, yeah. Of of a certain worldview, right? Yes. And this could, and so it, again, it's like I would ask people to think about where where do you have a lot of shoulds about something, Show right? All over you, yeah, should all over. As we, you know, let's talk about Albert Ellis, the famous cognitive therapist who yeah. said people should all over themselves. Yeah, it's like where do you have a lot of shoulds? And so yeah. yeah, like when you start to go like you shouldn't litter, people shouldn't litter. You're gonna start to get angry, and it makes you feel good because you're not the one littering. And I'm by the way, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not advocating for littering. Don't go litter, people. No, no, <laughs> please don't. Uh, and it, it, I mean, to that point, I think it can be very difficult for people to understand. But why? But why shouldn't I be righteous? Yeah, I am. I am right. Like, what? What do you say to people when they when you notice them getting like very attached to like their way of? Well, we focus on the rigidity, you know. So can I? Can I? Can I be flexible? Can I maybe consider that there's another perspective that somebody could come at this? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big piece of this because, like I said with my lawyer friends, like if we're just having a conversation that's just like so lopsided. Uh, you know, some of, so some of my say clients I've worked with that might be a little bit more righteous. I'll work on something like, "Hey, go ask your wife two questions when you go home tonight." Mm-hmm. Right? Some open-ended questions to yeah. engage in the conversation, rather than always trying to like kind of be right or have the you know the mm-hmm. demand of the of the mm-hmm. conversation. I'm gonna imagine though that that can be really hard for people sometimes though, right? Because if they're feeling very angry about something that you know, and, and we, we often talk about this, uh, Pete and I, that that shuts down openness and curiosity. So it's like this, um, kind of like closed system, right? Well, of course they've been trained in mindfulness by the time we ask them that. Well, that's, that is true that we've, we've, uh, we've had them practice, uh, being curious and open. Um, but that, that closed system of 
this is the way uh, things are, are in my worldview. It's the right way. Right. And I'm not open, therefore, to like other points of view or other experiences. And so that person doesn't then have the opportunity to get like data that might help them shift to being, yeah. you know. So for me, like I struggle with it, knowing where I am today. Like I don't even get that. You know, mm. because I think I like, I love other people's views. Yeah. I love diversity of opinion. Yes. You know, like I want to have challenging and like open conversations. So I feel like that that's something that when I hear that, like I know it exists, obviously. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's, you know, again, hopefully something that people can hear and say like, you know, well, I wonder why Pete likes having challenging conversations or why. And yeah. like, does he enjoy uh, differing worldviews? Because, you know, I think you're really, I mean, and look, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I share that experience. Though, yeah. so neither of us came to that, like from right. a primary standpoint of like, I just enjoy that. It's like there is discomfort in Hell bringing, yeah. yeah, in in bringing in other viewpoints, which My you know, actually definitely did not hear yeah. me that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and so it's because I think people. That's the that's the question I get really you know asked quite a bit. It's like, why let go of that? Be- because yeah. the argument then is like, because I'm right. That's right. Because I'm right, and it's like, okay, so what I like to say then, and I'm wondering if you share this with people, is um, yeah. when I begin to bring in the concept of dialectics, and a dialectic has uh, really two definitions. You know, popularized by Marshall Linehan of dialectical behavior therapy, but dialectic is actually a philosophical uh, concept. It's not psychology. We've just borrowed it. Um, You know, I say like, it's that two opposite things exist simultaneously. So two opposite worldviews. But the one I like to start with with righteousness is the definition that there's no one universal truth in the world. I love that. Because even my most, you know, righteous, rigid, you know, folks that I'm, I'm working with, that does seem to land a little more because I'll say like, look, there's 7 billion people in the world. Yeah. Like there's no one universal truth. There's no one right way of thinking. And I would say most people are kind of like, yeah, okay. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully. But again, I think there's going to be people like, well, no, there are, because I think what we see, like, say for like white supremacy, for example, right. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, no, this is the way that it should be. Um, And so, you know, I, knowing your audience, knowing your sort of topic and content, you know, I think for me, what I will say is like my righteousness, when I do experience it, it's usually about some larger moral good. So it's, so I'll give you an, remember yeah. the personal example I was talking about? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So if I purchase a product mm-hmm. and the product is not as it was described mm-hmm. and that product creates damage, mm-hmm but the company takes zero responsibility. I get righteous about that because what I think is it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. about the other person. I often sort of perspective taking, think of like my mom or my dad, mm-hmm. somebody who's maybe less equipped to manage mm-hmm. people or be assertive having to deal with this company. And I think, and I think about them. And so that's, that's, that's where I am with that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like that example. Cause I actually kind of going back to that idea of like where people feel passionate about something I think that that's true for a lot of people when they're feeling yeah. righteous, that it's, it's actually, it can be data that it's, it's hitting up on a nerve that's something of like of high value to you. It's something that's very meaningful to you, yeah. right? Like that, like injustice, for example, like we can get very righteous about that. So I guess why I use the politics example. People get very righteous about politics because it's yeah. something, it's usually tied to something that they believe right. on a larger context is for the good of their family or for their community or, or others. And they believe that somebody with a differing view 
you know, doesn't understand that it's trying to attack them. Right. Well, I think so, it's more the attacking, right? Like it's like right. it gets offensive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's where it's like, I don't, we're not judging this as an experience. Like all humans struggle yeah. with this. Sure. I think the part that I maybe want to be really clear about is that righteousness is a rigid way of thinking oh, yeah. and, and rigid thinking is not effective. And I think that's part I'd love for you to maybe explain a, to our listeners well, about why, why it's not like, why so, does that get in the way? So I think like one of the things that I noticed with this recent event, I should probably say more, but, uh, about my, you know, <laughs> the righteousness with buying a product that's not as it measures. So I get this product. It says it's supposed to be 110 inches on the width. Mm-hmm. I have licensed contractors and all this work that goes in to develop a system based on these measurements, this diagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the day that it's the day that the, that it's all assembled and put out, I call and I say, hey, like there's something really happening. The support stands are not, they're falling off of these blocks based on your measurements. And then within an hour, they send me a new diagram that then shows it at 126 inches. So to me- So, it's, so you can see Pete, Pete's getting mad. You can probably hear as he's- You can, <laughs> as he's hear, still, you can hear it. And so, wait, here's the, see, we found it. Here's the thing. Where here it's, it is. Found it. Here's the thing. It's getting it's, sticky. It's yeah. principles and protection against yes. products and consumer protection. But, but I was also flexible in that. I was like, well, let me just, let me think. And, and it's funny because I was looking up the CEO of the company because mm-hmm. you can't find anything on half these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out that the CEO actually lost his son, you know, and it was like this tragic sort of event. And that was because mm-hmm. everything's on the internet now. Mm-hmm. Me up right now, and they're probably listening to an episode. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I was flexible of like, okay, let me think like, how for them is this right? You know, let me. And so that's the flexibility piece. I was trying to think about the sales manager in his world, in and how he was so dismissive of anything related to me as the customer. Yeah. So, okay. So if we come back to like why righteousness isn't effective. So if Pete had been stuck in that mode, if he'd just been focused on like, this is not fair or this isn't, you know, it shouldn't be this way. It would actually, one, it would make him more dysregulated. He would get angrier and angrier. Um, And the more uh, dysregulated we get, it interrupts our cognitive processing, right? And we actually are not able to think Clearly. I probably would have so, cursed at them on the Yeah, phone. I probably would have cursed at them, right? So it would uh, make the situation worse. So right. engaging in behaviors that right. that don't actually help move the situation forward, right? right? And so by, look, he had that reaction, like you had that reaction, right? That oh, sure. you, you had a flare up and you were able to notice it and then pause That's and right. get curious about, okay, let me see if I can put myself in this other person's shoes here. Right. Which by the way, I'm, I couldn't. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, humans, like, again, I uh, tried. Psych- psych- psychologists are humans too, like, right? Like, we, you know. I is, don't know. Maybe I Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, this is very frustrating stuff. So, yeah. but, but that opportunity, right? The yeah. point of being curious is to, is to not say that, like, what that person is doing is okay or give them a pass. Cause I think that's where people really dig into their righteousness of, like, right. I don't want someone to get away with it. It's that if you're trying to move the situation forward, yeah. It requires understanding, like, why does someone else see it differently? You, have to. you know, yeah. like you, that, and I think that's um, that's the piece that like gets lost on uh, a lot of people. Would yeah, you and you, because I, and, and I am I am committed to moving it forward. Yeah, I, I'm not somebody who hangs on to things. Present moment living. Yeah, uh huh. 
you know, um, it does bother me. And so I will just sort of for listeners and just my own vulnerability, I, you know, I had to like really check out on a Friday um, because I had to just like, I had to recharge my batteries because I was already working so much. And this was like sort of that thing that like pushed you over the edge, you know, yeah, uh, kind of the, like the cherry on my top, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. You needed, yeah, it was, um, you needed, uh, you needed to, to, to pause for a little bit. You need to I had to pause. Right? I yeah, had, had to, to pause. pause. I had to recharge because the anger, like like you pointed out, as I'm even telling the story, you can notice the frustration, the anger. Um, it's a lot of money. And so I, I think my righteousness is I can afford it. And there's a lot of people who can't. And so for me, it's like if this would have been their savings or if this would have been something that they really committed to because of some really big goal that was so important to them. It's just messed up that this like capitalist sort of world where literally there was zero responsibility. And so I think like, so as you're, so as you're uh, attaching to that again, right. And and I'm going to share in another personal example as well in a moment here uh, to also practice vulnerability and not, not, not leave. I dare you. Yeah. Oh, I will. Um, I, I think it's also important to say, like Pete and I aren't saying like we're not allowed to be angry about injustice. Oh, no. Like it's yeah. not it's not about that, right? right? It's like anger gives us information. That's right. You know, we we like talk about this a lot that, you know, anger from an evolutionary standpoint is telling us that ourselves or somebody we care about, you know, or our community is is being harmed or potential of being harmed. And so the the urge to defend oneself or to fight back, it was was evolutionarily adaptive, right? Totally. totally. And in a modern world where we're, we're interacting with, you know, the 7 billion people on earth that everybody has a different perspective. And if we are not able to understand that other people are going to not only see things differently, but I haven't said this yet, it's important to say, people are also going to be limited in varying degrees in like how able they are to understand something or be skillful if we are just only holding tight to like, it shouldn't be this way, That's right. it actually paradoxically gets in the way of us helping to move the situation forward. It, it keeps us in the situation. So yeah, you're not keeps... getting away before we end with sharing your- Oh yeah, I'm going to share. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a good segue from this. So so also one thing that I can get righteous about that actually I also know Pete can get a little righteous about this too, <laughs> too yeah. Yeah, was we talked about this, um, is actually around around behaviorism and, uh, uh, right? Yep. So, so I'm from Los Angeles. I went to graduate school in Los Angeles on the West Coast. Um, if our listeners aren't familiar with this, like psychology tends to be dominated um, from behaviorist lens. Um, and so I was, uh, you know, professionally growing up in a community that was aligned with my, my worldview. And when I moved to New York uh, for my my predoctoral internship, New York is uh, famous. If you're in New York, you'll be familiar with this. Um, for our listeners there, uh, for being kind of like a hub of psychoanalytic thought, yeah. and psychoanalysis uh, is uh, grows out of, of Freud. For those those of you who know who Freud is, this is a place where I can get. I can even feel it as I'm talking. <laughs> on my test technique. I can get very righteous yeah. because because. I, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like a lot of what is presented in psychoanalytic theory. Um, and there's, you know, it's also, um, not, not all of it, but there's a a chunk of it that's, that doesn't come from evidence. I'm very committed to science and it, it makes me very mad. And so like I would, you know, be in New York and somebody would come to see me and say, I've had panic attacks for 20 years. Mm. Panic attacks are like one of the most 
easily treated. That's right. Just, you know, uh, symptom uh, profiles that we see and we have like 50 years of data on it. So it makes me so, it's the same thing. It's injustice. Like this isn't fair. It makes me so mad. And one thing that I want to share is that I recognize that being in that community and being a, um, you know, a minority voice, right. minority worldview in psychology in New York. Because it you, wasn't, were more, you were the behaviorist. Because I was the behaviorist voice, of, yes, of psychoanalytic thought. Yes, right. that that my perspective, I wasn't going to be able to move the conversation forward if I was walking around right. finger wagging everybody. <laughs> and it that. wasn't like that's not like that's not effective. And so what did I do? Like what Pete's been saying, I did a lot of listening. That's right. I did a lot of like validating, trying to understand like the point of view of psychoanalysts. I I, you know, worked with a few that we had some wonderful relationships and found mm-hmm. some did, some yeah. common ground. And I think I was pretty successful in often getting people interested in behaviorism and understanding my you sure were. yeah. Thank you. Yes, but but it but it didn't I wasn't able to do that by saying I'm right and you're wrong. So no. I, actually, so it's like I would come back to, and I, I think he used this too, I would focus on the question like, do I want to be right or do I want to be effective? And I was like, I want to be effective. Yeah. So I don't know. What, I mean, is that something yeah, you think about? Yeah. I love, I mean, I, that that's our tag, I guess, for this episode is do I want to be right or do I want to be effective? I think uh, for me, uh, I, I clearly choose being effective. Well, and I hope that our listeners can take a little bit of this and ask that ask that question of themselves when they feel that urge to dig in and be right. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.